welcome to more to come. PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. Recorded at the PW offices in New York City, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, Editor of PW Comics World, and Editor of the Fanatic PW's new twice-a-month newsletter on comics and pop culture. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com, and you can find us on Twitter at at PWComicsWorld. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer, and you can find us online on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes and on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld. And also, don't forget, please, if you like this podcast, rate us, comment us, tell us, let us know. Always feel free to give us a rating on iTunes or anywhere else where you listen to fine podcasts. Drop us a line. All right. This week on More to Come. What we know about 2018 uh, graphic novel sales. Showbiz. The database of diversity. Awa and Kadancha make a move. And the comics award season. So, graphic novel sales. Well, we've got a new column and a new columnist at the, uh, uh, at Publishers Weekly and kind of at the Fanatic as well. Dallas Mitter. Um, actually a really, uh, really experienced, long-running, uh, figure on the comics market. It started in the uh, anime, uh, and manga business. I mean, I think, didn't Dallas, wasn't he one of the co-launchers of, um, Seven Seas back in the day? He wasn't, he, he was at Seven Seas. I don't know if he co-launched. I think he was, he was definitely well, I think, there. Yeah, I think he was, was one of the key guys there before he left, but he's done everything. He ran Delray Manga in, in the early days of the manga publishing. Uh, boom. Uh, I know he was a high head, was an executive at Crunchyroll for mm-hmm. many years. Uh, partly on the streaming side, partly on the event side too, cause he does do that. In any way, anyway, he's a consultant now. And he's worked on, um, he, he, you know, he's, he, he's, he's working on doing sales analysis and he's gonna do a column probably about once a, a month, uh, that'll run in, on PW and in the Fanatic. So, uh, so his first column really kind of looked at 2018. And I think what came out of it is kind of what we knew all along, but I think he gave some really interesting details about the grant, the landscape of graphic novel publishing today. I mean, we knew, we knew the kids, kids publishing was dominating it. I'm not sure we knew the degree to which kids, I mean, it's really kind of off the hook. I mean, he, his numbers show that yes, even though the graphic, um, uh, uh, the graphic novel marketplace, um, was up about what was it about eleven percent, but really that's almost completely due to kids publishing. Uh, the adult side was down about seven percent. The kids side was up over fifty percent. Right. I, I mean, it's like all kids all the time. Well, you you know, Calvin, I think Dallas based it on looking at Bookscan chart, didn't he? Bookscan and and uh, he used numbers from the direct market also. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah because um. Uh, you know, actually, Brian Hims, who does his annual analysis yes, mm-hmm. of the book scan report, uh, like, it's, it's taken him a long time. You know, April is a long time to take to analyze these sales, but, uh, you know, he's working at his. And yeah, you're absolutely 100% right. You know, uh, Dave Pelkey and uh, Dogman totally oh, yeah. uh, led on book scan. They have a 600,000 unit sold. Um, so, you know, and that's an astonishing number. That's oh. a great number for any kind of book in any genre. Uh, and, you know, people are taking notice. Is it any wonder that Random House, HarperCollins, Workman, and every other book publisher is starting its own kids' graphic novel imprint? Yeah. And in some ways, it's kind of interesting, uh, to have Dallas writing about this. I mean, Dallas took over manga publishing at 
at uh, Del Rey at a time when manga was ge- was generating, I mean, some kind of these kind of overwhelming numbers, and publishers were jumping into it. I mean, what we're seeing yeah, now is I've never seen broader. a number like that. Though. This is nobody's seen. A number I mean, like I've that. seen book stand this numbers way since broader. then. This is this is way, way huger than no. anything yeah, we've ever no, seen absolutely. for any no, kind you, of graphic No, you're absolutely novel. right. But it really, I mean, that, the the kind of overlap here is just amazing. The massive number. Yes. So, um, so Calvin, we were yeah. talking a little bit before we got started on this. I think this is a great column. However, if you're going to be running sales charts, you have to run charts. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, I'll tell you, like, we stopped running our sales charts in the beat for various reasons, but uh, it was always our number one category. And it was charts. It wasn't like long paragraphs talking about charts. Yeah. yeah. There, well, there you go. Uh, another county heard from. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, but you know, well, we're we're going to work on some stuff well, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, Kate. frankly, I don't I don't care if there aren't like graphs, but I would like something that put the numbers all in one place where I could look at them and find them easily instead of like having to process five thousand words of his thoughts on Dogman. In order to figure out how many copies sold. Yeah, Dogman Dogma. Uh, well, well, he doesn't actually give the number of copies sold. Uh, I know, I just did. So, I'm naughty. Um, uh, but what he does do, <laughs> what he does do is he tell you that, uh, Dogman took up like the first seven, uh, slots of a top ten. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, there you go. Were we, uh, listen. Most we, of us can we visualize love this. That. We're giving you, but I we're understand. giving you constructive criticism right. here. Absolutely. It's not because we don't think this article yeah, is good. Yeah, this is a great, That's we true. loved Dallas. article. That's true. Fantastic. And we're very again, happy I'm that you have them. I'm not sure it's as, uh, unreadable as you, you both seem to think. Well, but l- it's, listen, but Calvin, your, but your Calvin, input is duly noted. Oh, I'm, I'm talking for myself. Yeah. Like, I found it hard to mentally process. So, Kate, you might like our article when it runs. I probably We're, will. We Heidi. have lots of charts. We have charts. We might even have graphs. I don't. Actually. I don't even I like, require graphs. I know. But tables would well, be nice. Some people. I'm not into graphs either. But some people freaking love graphs. So anyway, That's I don't good know. for them. But um, yeah. You but, know, there's but, three kinds of people in the world. <laughs> I'll let you finish that joke. I was just like yeah. some three guys walking to a bar. No. Um. Uh. In in any event, uh, publishersweekly.com slash comics. Yeah, but Calvin, were there any other important takeaways? Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think really that was the most important. I mean, there's a few numbers. I think Marvel sort of, uh, overtook DC, uh, uh, on the book side, which is a little unusual. Um, uh, but really, I mean, really what he did was kind of bring out the titles that are really selling the most. I mean, I think that's the best thing about the article for me, uh, who really doesn't much care for charts or graphs or bar charts. Um, but what I do like are cover, is cover art. And so there's a lot of that. So you can really you can do quickly look and see which titles are selling the most <laughs> by looking at the pictures. There you go. That's right by looking at pictures. So, so it's coded. There it's you like go. the Da Vinci Code. It's, uh, it's we call it the De Calvin Code. There you go. Right because you know what you can look and say, <laughs> oh, you mean uh, it's My Hero Academia, it's Infinity Gauntlet, it's Saga, and then once again. Most of what he reported on here, we have talked about many, many times. I know. Times. And you know, Calvin, I'm kind of giving you a hard time. I know that you, like, talking about BookScan <laughs> and Diamond numbers is very difficult because they don't like you to talk about their numbers. So yeah. I'm, I'm giving you a, a little bit of a hard time. Well, that's fine. that's fine. But I think also there's a few, there's a few things, um, stuck in here, just the titles, uh, that I actually didn't know were selling so well. Like, for instance, uh, that Clocks and Parter tire, uh, Mary Andrews, am I there yet? So, um, but there you go. But but I will say in the future we are going to work on some sort of uh, 
some kinds of charts for the, for, for the future. And it's going to be about once a month that we run it. Well, yeah. well that's style. exciting. Listen, I know Kate and I were giving you some snark here. <laughs> that's but, okay. But honestly, we, we're like I said. It's a good idea. Yeah, you it's should a definitely fan, yeah. have it. And having Dallas do it is a great idea. And, and he his really... write-up is good. It's just, you yeah. know, if you want to refer back, you're like, okay, so this was that many million dollars. How much was that? And then you have to like, yeah. It's, well, it's sometimes. easier to there compare and contrast with some help. But it's it's wonderful to have. More to come. More to come. More <laughs> to say to the least. Come. And maybe even some charts. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, let's talk about the a gorilla in the room. <laughs> the gorilla is a film director. <laughs> well, uh, we have a whole gigantic list of That's right. uh, you know, it's been a long time since all three of us were in the same room together. Kate, how long has it been since the three of us actually did a podcast together? In the same room? Yeah. Probably a month and a half. Yeah, easily. So, um, anyway, so, so there's a lot of things going on here, a but, lot. uh, you know, a lot of movies have opened. Yes. So, uh, you know, Shazam came out. Did anybody see Shazam? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Yeah. But, but you know what? Listen, another yeah. Captain Marvel heard from, uh, Kate, are, are you not I on I actually the ca- want to see it. It's just that, um, I've kind of been busy with being on vacation and then yeah. catching up after being on nice, vacation. Nice, nice. Well, well, listen, no, no, nobody was running out. But you know what? Guess what? A solid hit for DC's Troubled Film yeah. Division. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it sounds like a movie I uh, yeah. would actually want to watch. And in fact, uh, it's somebody at DC Comics who is actually known for liking Darker Fair said that it wasn't for them because it was too... <laughs> Cheerful. Have you, see, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yeah, yet, but oh, I mean, right. I've seen the trailers. And yeah. They, you yeah, know, unless it's bits, the yeah. biggest mm-hmm. bait and switch of all times, you know, this is a more lighthearted take on superheroes. I mean, it, there, there's definitely some stuff around the fact that Billy, as in the comics, so this is not a spoiler, uh, is, is on his own and is with foster families and is not with his birth parents, which makes him sad. Um, so there's, you know, drama mm-hmm. around that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it, it's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic superhero origin story that, yeah. you know, that goes back to the golden age. And, uh, you know, what people responded to it and Zachary Levy's yeah, getting really good reviews. It's kind of a timeless and, thing. It's, it's, you know, then as now, not all children get to grow up with their birth parents. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's that's fun. an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. To depict it too. That's yeah. Right. I mean, it's interesting to want to go and see a, a, a DC movie that's actually going to be supposed to be fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and funny. Uh, and kind of not doesn't take itself very seriously, right? A little different, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it'll be yeah. very interesting to see if they actually try to make Shazam interact with the other DC uh, DCU um, characters because yeah. the tone difference is very different in some cases, not all cases, and it'll be interesting to see them interact. Well, I think if that it happens at all that you know. Uh, that torture Snyder influence is pretty much done for, you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. the guy who's running DC films, quote unquote, now is actually comes from a horror background. I can't, James Hamada, mm. uh, and you know, a lot of the directors come from have made horror movies like James Wan. But you know, Aquaman was another fun movie. Oh well, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I mean, they've yeah the personas that have already been given to some of these characters are. Markedly different in tone from Shazam's, even based on yeah. the trailers. So it'll be interesting to see what a writer can do with putting them all in the same room. Yeah. I, now, Kate, have you been following any of the Birds of Prey movie and news at all? Or uh, I, I saw some of the um, trailers. I mean, not trailers. Spoiler images, which are, of course, officially released. And they right. don't really tell you a whole lot, except for, you know, here is Harley Quinn. And here's her costume. 
and here's someone chasing her down the street. And, uh, Harley seems to be having a good time. Um, and, you know, now we have the title, the full title. Right. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. That's the actual title? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. That, so, yeah, how are you feeling about that? Pretty how, positive. About the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, you're feeling good about this movie? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that I think it will be a great work of art, but that is not what I require. Right. That's not, this is, this is in some ways a Suicide Squad sequel. And so you are going to get <laughs> okay. what you would think from a Suicide Squad sequel, which is you will get Harley Quinn eating every piece of scenery around, having a great time doing it. And because it's a Birds of Prey movie, you will have a whole bunch of female superheroes being super. And they're probably, it doesn't look like it's probably going to be the smartest movie on earth, although I could be wrong, but you know, that's not always what you need. Right. And, uh, you know, but speaking of the uh, Suicide Squad, uh, you know, that's being rebooted under James Gunn, who also got reinstated on Guardians of the Galaxy. So, you know, everything's coming up, James Gunn. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so, I mean, a lot of news is coming out about that as well, that, um, you know, Will Smith is out, is Shelba's in, because he's in everything. I mean, the guy just will take any role that you offer to him. So, you know, here's a role, Idris. Why don't you come have tea at my place? Anyway, uh, so, and also, they offered Dave Bautista a role in Suicide Squad. He turned it down, so they went and hired John Cena, because, you know, one wrestler is pretty much like every other They're wrestler. All the same. Well, I mean, I can see that if you've had good experiences with uh, former wrestler actors, that you might realize that this is a uh, good hiring pool for for your big good brawny, point good big point Ronnie character actors yes that's a fine point a fine point um so uh anyway you guys uh, know everything about these movies I know almost nothing yeah well <laughs> uh Calvin what do you know about moving on here oh well you know what let's just finish it up by company so mm. another thing that happened just this just happened yesterday now this is interesting have either of you guys subscribed or checked out DC Universe, the the DC focused streaming service. Well, I, I, have I, not, I have been um, holding off getting my uh free month of subscription until something that I suspected would happen and which I now know will, which is I always kind of thought they were going to add more comics. Uh-huh. And then uh at the end of last month there was an announcement mm-hmm. that they yes. were going to add more comics, quote unquote, sometime in April. Well, uh when that drops and I give it a couple weeks to work the kinks out technically, then I will have my free month of subscription because that Ah. is what I really want. I really want comics. That's what I want from a DC streaming service. And it's not everything. And it it only goes back a year, but 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 it's good. It's a good... I I thought Mm -hmm. they weren't going... I thought the concept was that they wouldn't have anything from the last year. That's it. They're not. They're not having anything before from twelve. Yeah, it's like Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, which is a whole thing. I mean, that's the sense I got out of it, too. Yeah, and ever since... some approaching them. And ever since Marvel Digital Unlimited came out, what I've been saying all along is I sure would love it if there was a DC version. Because much as I like Marvel, I like DC even better. Well, now, interestingly, uh, you know, there's several filmed entertainment shows. Uh, they had Teen Titans, which is better than everybody expected after they saw Still that, hor- not interested. Horrible ta- that horrible, horrible trailer. Uh, and then the Doom Patrol, which has gotten seen. I really, some people you know, I like. really actually do want to see that, but I haven't. <laughs> we get a free month; you can just binge yeah. it all. So that's However, the next show that they're doing is Swamp Thing, which is in production no. and produced by James Wan, again the Aquaman mm-hmm. guy. I can't and, watch it. And they just why? Because I literally, literally, listeners, you will learn something new about your about your co-host. <laughs> I have genuinely a pathological phobia of plant monsters. 
Luckily, they're not real. <laughs> I'm but, just looking at Calvin right now. No, really, yeah, this I is guess. like you let know. Let me explain. Since I was imagine you parks have a fear are of let, fictional let, creatures. Listen, <laughs> listen, Calvin. Listen. Let me explain. Okay. <laughs> let me explain. You know how a lot of people like can't watch movies with like the like ridiculous kind of like scream style or freddy krueger style murderer yeah, me. Who doesn't that's really, me who i doesn't, can't watch horror movies yeah and they don't really exist in the real world but you don't like watching movies about them because they give you nightmares well since i was like three years old i found out that if i watch read or otherwise see anything with plant monsters in it i will have really really bad nightmares for a while and dwell on thoughts of plant monsters so therefore even though i know that swamp thing is a wonderful work of art i cannot consume it because that would be an unpleasant experience for me i mean i I mean i can cope like it's not like i'm unfunctional and couldn't couldn't watch it i just really 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 don't want to well kate you're getting your wish because this show was set to be 12 episodes and then Apparently they were filming it in North Carolina in a swamp, which is nice. Nice touch. Yeah. Good place to do location. it. Yeah, on location. And uh, they then the the team, the, of course, the locals loved it because they had all these show busy people like spending money. And then they were just like, oh, uh, they you know what? We got to pack up. They cut they cut the season. So essentially, they cut the season from twelve episodes to ten episodes. So everyone is like, what is going on? A maybe it was budget overruns. Mm, That's be. what a lot of people seem to think. Maybe two. What's up with DC Universe? So, uh, the trades were saying like, oh, maybe Warner Brothers, AT&T, or, mm-hmm. you know, AT and WB as I call it, uh, suddenly was getting cold feet because they are launching their own streaming service. Yes. So maybe they were like, fold it in. And then other people, uh, quickly, insiders quickly responded that, no, no, we're 100% behind DC Universe. So, uh, who knows what's going on there? But anyway, Kate is safer because there's going to be less of this vegeta- vegeta- Vegetation-based creature. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm, a I'm, VBC, I, I, we I, call I, it. I so. want to explain, <laughs> listeners. I, I do not begrudge any of you Swamp Thing in any way, shape, or context, or for that matter, Little Shop of Horrors, which also oh I cannot God. watch. But oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I it's am, not funny to you. <laughs> no, I, Calvin, I am fully aware of its ridiculousness. I, I am amused at myself as well. But the fact remains, it I, is a true thing. But you know, if you have to have a phobia of something, better it's something that does not exist. That's, yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, very I'm, true. No, yeah. I, I believe me. I understand completely. I don't get on roller coasters, and I don't go to horror movies. Well, I don't like time travel. But speaking <laughs> of time travel, next week I'm going to go see. Avengers Endgame, which is rumored to have a lot of time travel in it. Yes. So, uh, so you guys, so I already is that have a spoiler? my it's rumored. I mean, this has been out there. She all doesn't along. know it to be true. If we don't she know. She just has heard the rumor. Listen, everybody is is. If you saw Avengers: Infinity War, you were kind of like, how are they going to undo the snapping? Right. And they kind of have to go back in time. Exactly. So I'd say that's more of a, you know, like the story implies that heavily. Uh so I have my tickets for the screening uh this was the fastest movie ever to sell out on fandango uh i you know they went on sale in the morning it crashed all the servers i was, was like oh do 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 there's lots of tickets at kips bay theater which is you know usually were the last to sell out because mm-hmm. it's so far east and, you know i went on i could not get a good seat in a in a big theater wow. until 11 30 at night the movie's three hours long uh, better not drink much before I go in. Yes, <laughs> hey. Well, um, <laughs> I will give you a testimonial from outside of the comics world. I mean, I am inside of it, but from people outside of it. 
Uh, this is not my only job, listeners. You will be shocked, shocked to know that. And the front desk people at my other job were complaining bitterly the day the movie came out that because they had to, like, actually work and do their jobs, they were not able to get online fast enough to buy movie tickets in, of all places, New York City, a city with many, 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 many movie theaters, almost all of which will be playing this movie. That's right. I mean, there was, like, literally, like, every theater at Kips Bay was playing it, and I still couldn't get... I mean, it sold out 6, 630, 645, 7. I mean, it's a new movie theater in my neighborhood, and I'm hoping to go and see this on, because the Regal has opened up, you know, at the Essex Crossing, the the huge Right, I I have been there, ventured by. So, um, I'm looking forward to actually going to see a movie. So, 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 shout out to Stan and Caitlin at the office. I'm very sorry you had to go through that. So, but now, so I'm, you know, so there's a lot of spoilers out there already. Apparently somebody put 10 minutes up. Yes. Like one of my writers or the... And it was, they think it was in Saudi Arabia from a a private Saudi screening. Right. And so, uh, you know, I have a, a, one of my writers actually investigating this. You know, we (laughs) we even raised the suggestion that this could even be a false flag. Because who else better to frame with spoiling Avengers Endgame than, you know... The, the Saudis, if you don't like that. <laughs> yes, well. But, but anyway. Well, yeah. know, They're pretty I, much I, like a comic book supervillains anyway. I, so. I, I, have, exactly. yeah. I have heard another theory. Oh. Yeah. The theory I have heard is that it was an intentional leak. That very, if you look at what scenes are there, and I am not spoiling anything, listeners, about what was in these scenes, but what is in there are things that, while very exciting to view, are, none of it is actually shocking based on what you've seen in the trailers and what people can gather would probably happen based on the movie before. Uh, you know, that's interesting yeah. to see, but none of it is anything that Disney would necessarily feel was really giving away any deep secrets of the movie or would in any way spoil sales. So some people have said that if it was not leaked, perhaps it was from a promo that was shown and intentionally did not have as tight security as it might. I think that has to be what it was because because they knew that, uh, yeah, if we show this, it might leak and that they intentionally put out stuff that's almost a sizzle reel for the movie. I'll tell you, I know that Marvel and Disney would not leak anything on purpose about this movie. You know, it just is completely against what they would do. But, you know, the theory that it was a promo reel makes 100% sense to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, I'm sure there have not been, I mean, you know, the, the, um, premiere is next week. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's, yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, look, I spent the, the week basically reading, you know, spoilers about it and i mean my sense is that that these were genuine this yeah. was a genuine oh, yeah. leak, now hold, and it will put into context yeah, now hold on okay so calvin has been seeking out spoilers now, kate you're not even <laughs> planning to see it right i i'm not i'm not planning to see it with any urgency it's kind of one of those uh well i guess maybe i'll see it one of these days i don't know whatever but i am like intellectually curious about what happens in it so i too have sought out the spoilers because it's not going to spoil me because I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. So, I'm just sort of curious. So are you, would you guys, I mean, so I, per, see, on the other hand, I, you know, when I went to see Infinity War, I hadn't seen any spoilers either. And it was one of the most amazing, you know, wonderful experiences yeah. to go in and see this movie that was two and a half hours long and just unfold. I mean, I've watched it four or five times since then. I have to say, Infinity War is one of the best paced movies I've ever seen just wonderful. in terms of of how it flows and everything. I mean, I would, if I find out spoilers about this before I go, I, I, I can't wait to be in there 
and see a story unfold before me. But this does not hold any interest for you. Two. Well, me, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm you know, there, yeah. There, I mean, there, if it was a different kind of movie, but for these blockbuster movies, I don't really care. Well, it, it doesn't it, bother it, for me. me. It really depends. Sometimes there are, for example, I'm quite into the current. Star Wars movies for all I have some mixed feelings but specifically because I have mixed feelings about some plot developments and it's one of those like it could be amazing it could be terrible feelings I have literally told my closest friend who intends to see the movie on opening night unlike myself hey can you watch this and just tell me if there's something that would like I would just be really mad at so that so that I'm forewarned. Like if right. there is something I'll be really mad at, spoil me. Anything else I want to stay spoiler free. So for example, if and this is not a spoiler listeners because I know nothing about what's going to happen in this movie, if for example, uh Kylo Ren is redeemed and died and dies and Rey has Kylo Ren's baby and she is important because she is carrying <laughs> the next generation of Skywalkers, not because she's doing anything herself, then I would be mad and I would want to know that. So that I wouldn't throw quite so much popcorn at the screen when it happened. What if Rose I would Tico want... has the baby? Well, that would still be like not the best idea movie. ever. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it, but, but like that's one of those things where yeah. Star Wars does tend to follow mythical tropes, and that is a mythical trope. I hope don't doesn't happen. Hopefully, it won't. But what I'm saying is, I'm giving you that example. So yeah. I'm telling someone like, no, spoil me if. Right. Otherwise, I want to be spoiler free. Whereas other things like. Marvel movies, even ones that I'm <laughs> I'm into, like Captain Marvel, I don't really care about spoilers for yeah. because it's more about the execution than the surprise because they are formulaic enough that I am rarely surprised. So I I don't care about I don't care. Right. Uh, it's interesting to me, and I enjoy watching it. But the spoilers are more just kind of like, oh, do I want to see this movie or not? Oh, be, this is what it sounds I mean, I like. I might want to see it. I mean, I guess to me, it's like, I mean, I have a strong suspicions that, um, you know, like Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are going to die because, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans contracts are up. So I mean, well, they to, might me, die. to yeah. me, that's, yeah. that's a, but you know, so I mean, it's like, oh, they're going to die. I mean, to me, I guess that's more like a supposition, but you know, if they say, oh yeah, you know, Tony dies when, you know, Captain America tries to save him from, from Hawkeye and the, uh, you know, and then they fly into a ravine. I mean, that, that would really piss me off. That would just totally piss me off. No, yeah, I think you should only find that out if you want to find that out. I like, just, if you should have to hunt it down. You should not come and find you. But so are you guys, uh, where do you stand on Game of Thrones? I mean, is there anything you don't want spoiled for you? Yeah, there are things well, that I don't want spoiled yeah. for me, but I think it's a personal choice depending on what it is. So for example, like Atomic Blonde was a better... <laughs> Okay. Um, blonde, is that your All right. Point? No, let me explain. Yeah, I know, Kate. Oh, I, I, I'm using this as a genre example. Yeah, right. Atomic Blonde is a movie where these are not where where the force of the movie, where most of the emotional appeal comes from the pacing and the suspense. So therefore, giving away the suspense would hurt my movie going experience. Therefore, that is not the kind of movie I want spoilers for because it is suspense based. Movies that are not suspense based for me, uh, I am less likely to care about being spoiled on. Right. I know that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. And listen, I could, I could also understand how people, uh, w- you know, would, would see these movies as, uh, you know, the Marvel movies as, or, you know, being, sp- 
but you know, formulaic blockbusters. You know, I will say it doesn't mean like, you don't care about them. It right. just means that but I, surprise, is right? Not you know, what you're I will for. say though, Kevin Feige and a Civil War is where he really began to play with those expectations because they they have so many swerves at the end of that movie. Uh, and you know, that I was like, ugh, I can see where this is going. And then it was a big swerve and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. And, uh, you know, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I think that's a movie that had a big swerve at the end with Luke Skywalker. A swerve that pissed off so many people in so many ways. That was not, that was, what happened to Luke was not a swerve. The way they did it was surprising. But that was pure hero's journey crap. I mean, it, that's the old, the mentor, he dies. Like, that's, that's like hero's journey 101 in like typical Star Wars doing its thing again. Who was surprised Han died at the end of the last one? He died in the middle of the last one. No, it was like three quarters of the way through. Yeah, it was, it was, Maybe two thirds of the way yeah. through. Let's split our difference. Yeah, case. but anyway, so a thought, but yeah, but for most of the things in a Star Wars movie, um, I would prefer, I don't, I don't even really bother to watch the trailers. I know I'm gonna wanna watch it. I don't want to be spoiled for every single detail, but I do wanna be spoiled for whether I should be expecting to be right. really super happy or whether I should be expecting to have a mixed experience. You know, I guess I just feel, you know, having been, uh, an editor of comics for so long, and um kind of studied so much about storytelling and story making that you know it's so rare for me to be surprised and i mean i agree in a star wars movie it's like you know when you go in you know there's going to be a lightsaber duel you know you, you know it, it, it's almost like the thing you, that- yeah there's very you go in you have certain expectations and most movies it's like you're saying with atomic blonde or most things it's like like i could see the ending well, no, within with 5 blonde, minutes i couldn't yeah because Atomic Bond pulled some fast ones, actually. Right, right, okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen it. But I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's but, like, but that was a suspense like movie. Most, so a suspense, right. you know, was meant to, to make you wonder what's gonna right. happen. Next. You know, I, I, the example I always use, and you know, granted I did work at Disney for a while, so that might have spoiled me for a lot of these things, as, you know, when I saw Monsters Inc. and I watched the first five minutes and I was like, oh yeah, so a little girl is gonna come in from the human world and she's gonna scare the monsters and then they're gonna have like a big thing where they have to find out how to get her back to their world and that's gonna be the whole thing. <laughs> and so, I mean, I knew that within five minutes of watching that movie. I mean, I saw the entire plot Roll out in front of me. Yeah, so. well, that was is, a rather predictable. Most movie. for most movies, including these blockbusters we're talking about, it you you kind of know how the thing is going to go. Yeah. Now I will admit, I I I'm not as emotionally like, tied into enjoying a, these blockbuster films in that way. If, if I find out something about you know some contrivance that they switch at the end, it doesn't really bother me. There are some movies where I don't really want to know. You know how things play out. I do want to enjoy it organically, yeah, but, but I, a giant blockbuster superhero movie is usually not one of them. I yeah. could be wrong. Well, for, for me, it's not because I'm not emotionally invested. It's because sometimes it's because I am emotionally invested that I want to spoil her. It's because like I I want to be ready for whatever emotional genre I'm going to be in for in a way if you know what I mean. Well, yeah. Like the t- because and I don't think for me it doesn't generally speaking and I don't I think I'm not alone in this spoil the enjoyment as long as it's not like every single detail of the plot revealed just the general shape of it and some big things because it's like 
it's like you know that the Titanic is going to ship to sink at the end of Titanic. And that does well, did not... you know that? Right, but I mean that's a historical event. But no, what but is... I mean, but I mean, say it's about a fictional ship, like or you know, or like Hamlet. Hamlet dies in the end, but you know it's a tragedy going in, right. so you know he's going to die. So you are more in the correct emotional temperature for it, and it hits you as less of out of left field yeah. and more of a you. You see it coming, and it doesn't hurt your emotional enjoyment of it well, at all. Well, I've brought this up here many times before. There are different ways of enjoying yes, storytelling. There are, but I'll tell you, I never enjoyed anything in my life more than when I went to see The Empire Strikes Back when it came out in the movie theaters, and I had no idea what was going to happen, and I learned firsthand that Darth Vader was Luke's father, and that it ended on that ambiguous note, and everything's been downhill since then. <laughs> so it's a formative experience for you, Heidi. It is. So yes. So I like to be surprised. I like to be surprised. Well, yeah. I, I I like to be surprised when and in, under certain circumstances. Right. Right. So we should wrap this up. Well, you know yeah. what? Something that isn't a surprise. Yes. Is that the new Hellboy movie? Got dire reviews and boy, it's really oh ended. I read boy, the Beast review for a whole time. I was stumped. I mean, I was actually surprised. I didn't think it would be up to Guillermo del Toro, but nothing I had heard before things from the movie started leaking made I me mean, think it was going to be crap. Uh, I thought it would be average, but. It, Reviews are saying no. Average would be an excessively <laughs> no, kind. No. It aspires no. to be average. I know. Believe me, it, it's looking up at at uh, average. No, it's. I mean, I was really stunned at the uh, the beast review. Yeah, I mean, and that, you know, then and he also just hammered it. Yeah, Mike Mignola also kind of wrapped up. Uh, you know, the last issue of BPRD came out, so mm-hmm. Hellboy is sort of done for now. Hmm. And uh, you know, poor Mike Mignola. I mean, we're friends on Facebook. And, you know, he went out and, sh- and stomped for the movie. He was at the premiere. And, you know, I think it's kind of like common courtesy not to yeah. expect someone to dump all over a movie that's based on their creation uh, at the premiere of the movie. I mean, I think yeah. that's polite, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he, he put up, I mean, like I said, this was Puts a private, a brave face. this is a private post, but let me mm-hmm. just say, uh, you know, I am revealing something that was friends locked, so probably <laughs> I shouldn't, but, You're done uh, anyway. but we're on a podcast and, you know, if you actually listen to this, like, leave us a comment about it, yes. all right? Yeah, I dare you to. Um, he was like, look, this is a good time to unfriend people uh, because if you're going to discuss something, that's one thing. But if you're just going to leave vicious comments, you're not a friend of mine. So, I mean, I really felt bad for Mike. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just common courtesy that give him a little time to recover. Yeah, don't don't ouch. go after the guy who yeah, didn't ouch. actually make the movie whose book it was based on. Yeah, I mean, be kind to poor Mignola. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Well, the reviews are so bad; it makes me almost want to see. Because is it really that bad? Oh, you can see it Calvin. on an airplane, never or on Netflix, eight thousand times. Because this is going to be the kind of movie that when you're stuck on an airplane, you're like, I want to watch something. This will be the only movie they're showing. <laughs> okay, um, there you go. Any more movies? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Did we cover uh, everything. Uh, something just happened in the room here that's really incredible. I uh, can't talk about it though. Um, 
So uh, just a couple of other little things here. Uh, you know, Why the Last Man also, uh, this show near and dear to my heart, of course, mm-hmm. uh, is coming up. But then it sounded like it was getting the – it was supposedly was going to be on the whole season order at FX. But then they're like, oh, it got the plug pulled. But maybe it only got the plug pulled. The showrunners, it seems. Uh, but yeah, it is happening. Yeah, there been some very confusing news report yeah. coverage. But I'm, it is, I'm not really sure. What I understand is that it is going on. So, um, you know, it is it is continuing. Um, and uh, – uh, but just with new producers. So uh, I think that's all and we new had. Writers. On our, yep, I think. And our docket. So, but yeah. There's always plenty of movies coming. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be more. We probably oh, left something out. More uh, to come. All right. Uh, what's the next on our list here? Uh, oh, the database of diversity. Mm, yes. uh, if, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, Ma, uh, Mari Naomi, she's a, a fabulous cartoonist. Uh, I actually did a, I actually, excuse me, I moderated a panel. I really I did a public interview with her up at TCAF one year. Uh she's got um a wonderful uh and kind of really real and funny uh graphic memoir called uh Turning Japanese. Uh she got a collection of short stories called uh, Dragon's Breath. Uh but you know I, I mean this is this is about cartooning but necessarily not hers. Uh in 2014 um she just got fed up um she was seeing anthologies come out of, of cartoonists, like women cartoonists, whatever, and just not seeing any people of color in any of these books. And she just like, you know, enough. So she launched two rather amazing databases. The, uh, the, the cartoonists of color database, uh, first. And then the, was it the queer cartoonist database? And, it's and she's really, also working on a disabled cart creator. Yes, I've heard she's well. working on yeah. this, which we didn't talk about, but we did a story about it. Uh, shout out to Deb, the fabulous Deb Aoki, uh, who wrote the story. And, um, it, it, it's, I think there's something like 1200, uh, cartoonists in the, uh, database, in the people of color database, cartoonists of color database, and uh, almost a thousand, I think 940, something like cartoonists in the queer, queer, des- uh, queer, uh, cartoonist database. She does all of the maintaining, uh, really the updating. She does get some help from a, uh, she calls it a cisgendered, uh, white <laughs> male, uh, a programmer who wanted more diverse comics, who stepped in and kind of, uh, lifted the programming game for, for the, uh, for the databases to get them on a, on steady footing. I, I'm uh, actually just yeah, amazed at yeah. the sheer number of cartoonists. I mean, not even just for, queer cartoonists or cartoonists of color, but just like, I'm like, is the, the work pool of creating cartoonists in the English language actually that big? Wow, I'm impressed. Uh, there's gotta be more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I, I know, mean, but I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm calculating based on percentages in the population I, and this and that. If you counted manga creators, the number of cartoonists of color would be larger yes. than the number yes. of, you know. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. But, so, um, but you know you can get in touch with her. You can go to the go to the site and uh, you can uh, get in touch with her and give her you get your contact information and get get uh, become included in it. Um, so um, yeah, so no more excuses, publishers. Uh, and our I think our story includes a few uh, few shout outs from various publishers who have used the database to put their anthologies together. So uh, check it out, uh, publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, uh, what else we got on the list here? We have new comics moves around. Well, well. well there was a couple stories that came out this week. Yes. Uh, AWA, Bill Jemis's, uh, the new yes. publisher. We've mentioned it here a couple times. There was a big article in the Wall Street Journal that talked about it that revealed that James Murdoch, son of Rupert, 
uh, who is more progressive than his father? Yes. Um, he not was given, that's hard. Not that that's hard, but he was actually <laughs> given Fox Studios to run. And, uh, you know, now Fox mm-hmm. is sold to Disney, so he has nothing to do with himself but, uh, you know, invest. And he's decided that comics are a really awesome thing to invest in. So he's given Bill Jemis millions of dollars, That's maybe. True. How do you yeah. make a small fortune in comics? Start, one, two, three. Start <laughs> with, with a large, large fortune. <laughs> yes. So, um... <laughs> We, it's, we're required contractually yeah, to say that so, whenever someone makes that yeah. kind of an investment in comics. There was a <laughs> not that we object. Please no, keep, keep wasting keep your money it. on us. We yeah. love that joke. So, the, but the article talked. A, you know, it, we've sung this song a million times before. Jemis talks a little bit about developing a universe of characters yes. that can be exploited <sighs> for film and TV and streaming, and uh, and how. But they were allowed the creators to share. In the merchandising and licensing to the tune of 20%. If they make a deal, the creator gets 20% of the licensing and merchandising. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, if you go to image, you get 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, not everyone can get an image yeah. deal, but, uh, and, um, but you know, just, just to put that in perspective. I, but you know, hey, listen, to be yeah. fair, a lot of companies, don't give it the people anything. So no, absolutely. You know. Well, once again, I feel like this is like the newest spin on the old comics industry model, which I do think is coming under um, like attack in a lot of ways. Um, uh, you know, I'm always a little biased around against a publisher that does not seem to have a, a book market strategy. So, you know, I'm kind of Mr. One Note. Well, you thought that Take Two had a book market strategy. I did. In fact, Take Two had a book market strategy. (laughs) uh, And that didn't last very long. But, you know, you got to. You gotta make give it a good try. Comics. You got no. You gotta make good comics. But um, well, that's but step look, one. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know when it, when these comics will be uh, available to read. Um, they've got really nice looking covers. Um, and look, they, look, there's a bunch of of of, of comics people, Jimmis and others, right? Um, yeah, Axel Alonso. Yeah. Um, oh, you know they have some good people involved. Good people. Michael Straczynski uh, and it's Garth Ennis. Easy for me and... to be dismissive. Uh, I want to see the comics and read them. I actually thought one of the other new startups, TKO, I actually thought those comics were quite good, just mm-hmm. reading the, the initial issues. Yeah. We'll see. I'm inherently dubious of comics that are being made that uh, uh, with movies first in mind. Yeah. My hope is always, whenever I hear that, is that it is the publisher who's thinking movies and that the comic creator genuinely wants to make that comic. Uh, yeah, right. that's my feeling too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, everybody knows that deep down. And, um, you know, I think the one company, I mean, they, you know, they touted modest success, but Ahoy Comics, you know, there's been three companies recently yes. launched Ahoy, TKO, and now AWA, which yeah. hasn't, doesn't have any books out yet. Yeah. And, uh, Ahoy has been touting modest success. I don't think they're making yeah. money yet, but they're, they're, books they're not, have actually but you know, been getting they along. announced a book yeah. trade deal, which yeah. immediately made Maybe pay a little more attention if they've got to deal with uh, DBA. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, you know, I'm reading Wrong Earth. I was impressed with it. Uh, a lot of people who read the books are like, these are really good books. I so, I was yeah. impressed with Wrong and and Pete never gave it a very good review. Yeah. Well, so, good. So, um, shout so, out to Ahoy yeah. So, uh So anyway, a little news there. Also, I think uh, Kodansha had some big uh, news this yes. week. Yeah. You want to, Kate? Um so I'm sure this is not the whole picture, but this is what has fo- filtered out to me in the English language world. Um, Kadansha appears to be putting forth some business plans for the next quarter because uh, they're doing some very interesting things. So first off, um, Kadansha 
announced a deal with Kickstarter. Um, it's a little fuzzy how this will actually <laughs> play out, but that Kadansha and Kickstarter are working together to make opportunities for people to support actual working mangaka in Japan with Kickstarter funds, which is which is very, very important because the manga industry, to people in the know, is infamous for the long hours and low pay that low and middle uh, ranking mangaka spend. You know, it's a very, very hard life and it's not very well funded. And, you know, maybe some Kickstarter money might, you know, make that life a little easier and help some manga happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how the impact of Kickstarter in in Japan, what it's like, but clearly it, its impact here has been tremendous. Right, and so maybe if some of that can hit the manga market, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. So, I mean, but they don't really give too many details no, about what they're doing. No, this is just like a preliminary they're announcement. Doing, they're not giving um, us any details. Which makes me wonder just how the thing functions if it functions differently in Japan, which there wasn't much information about that. So we'll see. I I think they're still figuring out what they're going to do with this one because they've got Kadansha involved. So my guess is that it's not just straight up Kickstarter to creator deal, but that in some way, shape or form publishers are going to be involved. Right. Um, Which may not be a bad thing. I mean, it is, it's very interesting to see uh, a, a publisher and a publisher of such, Nope. Stature actually partnering with it is. Kickstarter, I mean, and you don't not really just in a and like and actively partnering, not just in a hey, yeah. uh, I may be a major publisher, but I don't want to pay for this book. Hey, everybody, Kickstarter my book. This is a little more hands on and a little more positive, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, because you get reactions. I mean, I, I think big companies can do Kickstarters, but I think they have to be very careful about how they structure it. Yeah. At least on the, in the West. Sometimes I feel like the way some big publishers have used Kickstarter has been ill-advised and tone-deaf. Let's put it that way. It has happened. It has happened. So, you know, but I think but that's we'll what's see. going on. But that's not all, listeners. That's not all. So they seem to be expanding their English language uh, digital first line. Um, I mean, English translation digital first. In that um, Initial D, the racing manga about a tofu delivery driver who becomes a race car driver, somehow it was a hit, um, is coming back to English. It was originally published in the United States by Tokyo Pop, fell off the map with Tokyo Pop, leaving the series nowhere near finished. Now it's coming back in like a vast chunk of translations um, for Comixology and Kindle. And also a book that I never thought would hit English legally. That the creator of the book said maybe this shouldn't come out in English. It would be too controversial. <laughs> Saint Young Men is going to be officially translated and published by Kadansha as digital first. Now, listeners, you may wonder what is Saint Young Men? Saint Young Men is <sighs> sort of a situation comedy manga about Jesus and Buddha hanging out hanging. and being roommates. You see... It's contemporary, correct? Yes, it's contemporary. Yeah. The idea is that they got bored in heaven and Buddha land, you know, doing good works, whatever, and they decided to come visit Earth for a while. And so who better to be their roommates they, than each other? They wanted to come to Earth because they wanted to see Avengers Endgame. Uh, well, this is... <laughs> Somehow or other, anybody can get a spoiler. I think those two could. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. They, they just sort of want to spend some time on Earth. And so they're roommates. And they have wacky roommate adventures. 
Uh, and and um, so just the the didn't mere didn't notice. Didn't this plot turn up somewhere else recently? But anyway, yeah. Well, it predates it. <laughs> yeah. And what and, the, what are you guys talking about? I don't know uh, about the I second coming. Remember second coming. Moving around. I don't think that was about specifically Jesus and Buddha, though. No, it wasn't that, Jesus and Buddha. No, it, was it was Jesus, Jesus and, and a Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah, it was Jesus and Superman. You know, yeah. another godlike figure. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, but I think they were that roommates. Was, I think that was more controversial because it was it was suggesting that Jesus might have something to learn from a superhero, whereas this one could be either more or less controversial depending on how you see it. Uh, given that uh, Jesus' partner in sitcom is Buddha. Uh, well, you know, it's also interesting. Apparently, uh, the uh, the manga god did not was not so crazy about it being released. Yeah, well, released that's what he thought. He he said that. Well, he, he didn't want to get the controversy. He didn't thought it was. Yeah, because he thought, yeah, he thought yeah. it was. And he's be... probably right. He's going to get some. There's going to get some of that. Probably. I, I don't know. It's pretty innocuous. You know what? I don't know either. You know, the Fox News went after that book, Jesus Freak, and you know what? And it, it made it, it, it got, but it was on Fox News. Didn't really go that far, hmm. you know. I mean, the DC one definitely did. Yeah. Uh, but DC dropped them, but then again, they got yeah. picked up. Yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe they got more publicity than they otherwise would. But when I I read the official excerpt from Saint Young Men on the Cadential website, and while amusing, it was kind of theologically innocuous. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Okay, so uh, it's kind of award season, and normally we kind of talk about these uh. Individually, but there's just been so many. So, uh, so many. Kind of, kind of like, but it's definitely a worth, se- okay, season. So number one, uh, I wrote a big post about this at the beat, but uh, just to run through them, cause these guys are, and these folks, these cartoonists are all great. Uh, so Darren Bell won the Pulitzer Prize for yes. cartooning. Woo! Uh, so he does the Canderville comic strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually did comics, uh, African American. Yes. Cartoon, mm-hmm. Political yes. cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of mm-hmm. got back into doing it during the Trayvon Martin case, and that's what really got his stuff out there. And uh, he's, uh, for some reason, a critic of our current regime. But uh, congrats <laughs> to him. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, the L.A. Times book prizes were given out uh, just a couple days ago, and the winner was Tilly Walden and Anna Sunbeam. Yeah. So uh, Tilly's uh, yeah, won she's quite continues a, her run. Yeah, she's won lots of awards, mm-hmm. and uh, she's... Keep it on with it. Um, let me see. The Cartoonist Studio Prize, which oh, yes. is presented by Slate and CCS. Uh, they announced their 2019 winners. Uh, let's see. The, they have a prize that's given to print and one to uh, web uh, mm-hmm. online. Now, the print winner was Kyla Roberts for Chlorine Gardens, a book that PW has talked about many times. Yes, it was the best book of the year. It was the best one book of the year. One of our yes, best, one books, of the yes. best books. Yes, absolutely. And then for Webb, it was Lauren Weinstein for oh, Being yeah. an Artist and a Mother, which was published originally on The New Yorker. Uh, you know, you can't help but notice both books are about motherhood, yes, cartooning. And, and I just uh, saw a Lauren at Mocha not too long that's ago. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, we haven't even talked about oh. Mocha. You know, Mocha also gave out their awards of oh, excellence, right. too. I don't have that list in front of me yeah, right and now. I don't either. Yeah. So let me see. Um, they can oh, do a better job of getting the, the word out about those. Well, they sent yes. them out in a press release. Did you yeah, not get it? I, uh, well, I may have. I don't. I kind of get. Yes. I I don't have it or missed it. Yeah. Okay. So I couldn't blame that. Well, on I him. put it up on Sunday morning, so uh, I, I was bad too. But uh, okay. So another big prize is the Rubin Award given oh, to yeah. the Cartoonist mm-hmm. of the Year by the National Cartoonist Society. So we don't have the winner there yet, but we have the finalists. They are. Linda Barry, Stephen Pastis, Hillary B. Price, Mark Tatuli, and Brian Bassett. Uh, I think Linda, Stephen, Hillary, and Mark have all been nominated, and possibly, I think one of, I feel like one of them won before. 
Uh, the winners of those, the Rubin and other NCS prizes will be announced at NCS Fest. Have you been following the NCS Fest, Calvin? Unfortunately, I have not been. Well, you know, they do, the National Cartoonist Society mm-hmm. does their awards, usually Memorial Day, at like a big banquet. And then mm. they got the bright idea to turn it into a whole big comics festival. That's, that's going to be held yeah. uh, May 17th and 19th in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, if you, you should check it out. The yeah, guest I think list I will. Has yeah. like, an, actually, it's really strong. Uh, they're trying to make it kind of like a U.S. Angulum. So. Well, that's something I should pay attention to because yeah. I, I don't follow the National Cartoonist Society as closely as I should. That's true. So uh, um, They so. are sometimes hard to follow, to they, be honest. They don't yeah. do a lot in the well, public it, it eye. It seems like this an organization big... that is kind of regrouping. Well, that's what I'm saying. I have no objections to them, just that in they probably do a yeah, lot, no. just not well, in the public this, eye. They were incredibly powerful for decades. Yeah. And times have changed. The medium has changed. And now they're uh, rebooting. The platform for the kind of editorial cartoonists that they were supported has changed. Yeah. So they've got to regroup and rethink well, how they, they, yeah, they yeah. And they I have. Mean, yeah, they've, they're trying to modernize. Yes. Uh, the NCS Fest is really huge. I'm yes. really sorry I can't go. I'm actually doing something else that weekend. Uh, but, um, yeah, definitely more to come on that. Um, yeah. let me see. More award nominations. The Doug Wright Awards were announced. Uh, nominations were no, announced. The nominations. Were uh, these are given to the best in Canadian comics. Uh, some of the books nominated, uh, Young Francis, a big Woo-hoo! favorite here. We all we love, love that. We love that book. Uh, you know, Aminder Dollywall's Woman World oh, was a nominated for the Doug Wright Spotlight Award. Uh, you know, I'm not going to read all these, um, uh, these are all the books are really awesome. Yeah. Uh, I do have like there's an awards post up on the beat if you want to see all the nominations. Um, whew, there's more awards. Jesus, the uh, uh, Jiminy Crickets here. Can I just throw one in? Yes, Calvin, this is go the, ahead. The second Woo. annual Excellence in Graphic Literature Awards launched last year at the Denver Comic Con by Pop Culture Classroom. Their nominations uh, have just been announced. I'm not going to go into the whole thing either, but they they nominate books in fiction, nonfiction. Uh, for, uh, what, for middle grade, a YA, uh, and adult, and there's lots and lots of good stuff. Yeah, they are, were there any books that dominated those awards? Um, on the adult side, um, there's some predictable stuff, Berlin by Jason Lutz, um, uh, Upgrade Soul, uh, Enter Clayton Daniels, of course, and nonfiction, um, Monk, Thelonious, uh, which was a really beautiful book that didn't get as much attention at it as I thought it should mm-hmm. have. So this is nice to see. Uh, that's on the adult side. Right. So, Just a couple of the nominees. Yeah. Um, you know, the Hugo Award nominations were also oh, announced. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Best graphic story, uh, Abbott, uh, by Saladin Ahmed and Sammy Cavella, uh, Black Panther, Long Link of the King by Nadia Korafor and Aaron Covington, Monstrous, Volume 3 by Marjorie Liu and Santa Takeda, On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden, there she, oh, is. she again, she is Paper again. Girls by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang, cool. and Saga by Brian K. Vaughn Surprise and entry. And, and, yeah. and, Which is won several times. And just so you know, listeners, uh, there has been a Saga announcement. Oh yes. Uh, saga has announced that they are halfway through their run. So, uh, that they will be doing another half again as much. Um, but now we have some idea of where we are in the saga saga. I have to say, given how long it's been running, albeit in chunks, I kind of thought they were closer to the end, but I'm happy to see there will be a lot more saga. So yeah, what, I know. This is eight or nine book collections. Well, now? there's, yeah, that was number, I believe that eight is out. They're doing a big paperback compendium of everything up to now. It's going to be this big, thick oh. doorstopper of a book. 
uh, that I, I need to catch up. I actually have fallen way behind. I've fallen way, I've fallen way behind. I heard that there too. was a tremendous spoiler, shocking, shocker at the end of the last issue, oh, which I haven't had spoiled for me yet. So I gotta, I gotta oh, hurry. I mean, I, okay, I'm not surprised that there is because Saga is that kind of story. It's, yes, it's that's got a some, BKV trademark. Yes, Saga is. Heidi was earlier talking about stories you can predict. Ryan K. Vaughn stories you cannot predict. Yeah, I challenge you to predict yeah. yes, them. Yes, that's true. Except for in the largest, broadest strokes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no one will eat the baby. Uh, for award example. season. So, um, yeah. I think we. I think time. at this point. Yeah, we're out of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you, if, if re- listeners, if you've come this far, remember, leave us a comment, yeah. a note. Uh, you know, we're gonna, we need to start doing those giveaways again, guys. Maybe for we'll have to do that at yeah. the end. Just yeah. to make sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Of course, people could just scrub it with their finger too, but you know, don't do that. Listen to the whole thing. It's so good. <laughs> and you know what, listeners? If there's something that you would like us to give you as a giveaway, let us know what you think our giveaway prize should be. There yeah. you go. That's right. Talk to us. <laughs> and on that note, I guess there'll be more to come.